and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 92. It's the last day of June. We're heading Reggie into White July. Episode? Yeah, Reggie, I'll go with Reggie White. Yeah, we're <laughs> heading into July. I thought you would uh, be tomorrow. quick with that one. No, I was actually going to skip that this time, but you brought it up. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm having some problems keeping awake today. And it isn't that late. I'm telling you, I'm no, like old guy nine-ish. tired is what I am right now. It's nine o'clock. At night, I'm ready for bed. I have a bunch of things to do after we're done here, too. And these people outside, I, I don't know what's going on in my town of Quakertown. They think it's July 4th right now. Oh, There's yeah. fireworks going off. What's going just, on in Buffalo? Yeah, I, I'm As telling well. you, why can't they just wait to the one day? And it's the worst day. Me and Eric always ended up recording on July 4th. And it is the worst. You know, it sounds like, you know, World War 12. Yeah going yeah. on Sounds but like why D-Day. start now are these people so rich in this town that they can just shoot off fireworks every day is that what happens yes. i mean they're really, the answer apparently they're eating fireworks as if it's hand fruit I, that doesn't even make sense <laughs> uh but yes we're here we have a show tonight for you the weekend edition our site is that you could go to and read the reviews weird science marvel comics.com and as i always say if you go over there it's not just me and brandon doing reviews in fact most of the reviews are from other people uh that are big contributors so yes. if you go over there and read stuff you'll get stuff from probably Dispatch, smarter than us in most P, cases you know Andrew a more educated Belfast. review yeah yeah they, they will walt uh, i mean all these guys will have a more educated uh way of talking about the books <laughs> now i know that some people like myself do not like to read but you could just go and check out the score at least yeah, you know and we make it so there. there's a blurb yeah there is pictures you can look at the pretty pictures look at the score at the bottom and off you go we also Don't have a, a twitter it is ws marvel comics if you follow us we will follow you back 100 percent. if i don't let me know and also you can ask you know questions or just talk make fun of brandon you send me yep. dms i don't I'm mind that, that i did get a question today and i didn't realize it until too late it was from a a t just the letter t is the username and asked me how can you tell how long story arcs are uh when they come out and i kind of went through you know some of the process sometimes you can't tell a lot of times too is the idea of is this an ongoing or a mini series that's something that marvel kind of likes to play around with as well (laughs) but i gave him some advice you know look at the solicits that's one of the ways to do it you can get a couple issues ahead or even possibly tweet the creator, the writer. Now, I say that because I will try to respond to everything. I'll tell you, these creators, some of them don't like to respond no, to They don't respond to nobody praise, for maybe. any reason. Yeah, they don't like responding. But if you are... Lo- yeah, really. Where you're listening to this, if it's on Stitcher, iTunes, I don't know, where else? Google Podbean. Play, Podbean, wherever you are listening to this, if you're allowed to leave a rating and a review, we would appreciate it. We're not going to 
demand it. We're not going to give out trinkets and little things to do that. No contests. We're just saying if you enjoy this, you know, end up giving us a rating and review. That'd be awesome. Now, we do have a Patreon account where you can go to support us for these two podcasts we do each week, plus a lot of other things. You get exclusive stuff on the Patreon. Again, not trinkets or shirts or stickers, uh, though Tanya wants to start making stickers. I want to strangle her. Uh, But no, instead, you get more podcasts. And uh, one of the big podcasts that you can get each week is the Marvel Comics Patreon-only Spotlight, where it's a separate podcast itself with two books. It comes out Wednesday night. It's the first thing that me and Brandon do for the week. This past week, it was Spider-Man Annual Number 1 and Star Wars Age of Rebellion Darth Vader Number 1. Now, if you want to listen to those two reviews, you'd have to go over to the Patreon and support us. Now, I say this as you get this podcast. When June begins, if you sign up, you do have to put your credit card information and stuff like that. I know some people are against that, but you won't get charged right away. We do not charge you right away. And in fact, if you join July 1st, you will have pretty much a free month until August hits. If you don't like what you hear, you just quit. You'll never be charged, at least from us. And if you like it, though, you can continue on and then you will be charged August 1st on whatever level you want to do. Now, I lied to Brandon last week because I said to him, (laughs) this will be the last Star Wars book that we'll put on the poll. I did not realize that there is another Darth Vader. It was. It was very false because the poll is already up. And if you're at the bad butt level of the Patreon, you actually get to pick with a bunch of polls, everything that we talk about on this podcast and every other one that we do. Um, And so the poll came out and there is a Darth Vader book coming out, a new number one. And it is winning in the poll. Now, the two books that are in the lead, not a lot of books next week either. There's less books from Marvel than we've had, you know, pretty much any other month. And what is leading the poll right now is Arrow number one, the Greg Pak number one that I don't hear anybody talking about at all. I, no. I don't hear anything about it. I'm excited to, to read it. I, I'm going to see what it is. I don't even I'm a know fan what of it Greg is. Pock. Speaking of Patreon, I'm a Patreon of uh, Greg Pock as well. But Arrow number one, I don't really know either. And Star Wars Target Vader number one. Now, you and John Jack are now having a collective sigh about what the heck is going on over there on the Patreon. They like to, uh, you know, dig into Brandon with the Star Wars books because yeah. he's not a fan. The problem is I tried to lead Jury's you down the path. also out on Arrow here. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. even know what this well, is. Well, we'll see. It's a number one, but at least that's kind of cool to, to jump in. Now, I tried to help you out last week. Because when we did talk about Age of Rebellion, Darth Vader number one, I did lay it out there to everyone that you are indeed more a Darth Vader fan than a Star Wars fan, thinking that might call off the dogs. If I had had to make a choice between the two, yes, that's how it rolls. So I thought that once the the bad butts realized, oh man, Brandon's a Darth Vader fan, okay, I'm not going to vote for that. Now, of course, I don't have to put it on the poll. But I like to I like to punk you. I'm like Ashton Kutcher with this poll. I like to punk you. Now, other podcasts we have, we have a back issues podcast where we talk about older issues from the past, uh, you know, from the backlog type deal. Uh, And that's picked by the bad butts as well. And last month uh, just came out a couple weeks ago. They picked what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk, the what if issue number 31. This coming up in July looks like the poll has in a surprise. I didn't think this would be 
be leading, but it's the Punisher number 10, The Creep from 1988. So we'll be talking about that. A little we also TLC have, in that book or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, really. They're doing The Creep or, or some uh, Lonely Island. Uh, we <laughs> end up also doing a events podcast where we're going to finish up the Avengers Defenders War in July. We just did the first part in June and some other stuff, Secret Origins podcast, all a bunch of other things. So if you want to go check it out again, go to patreon.com slash weird science. But enough of that jazz. We're going to head off now and start uh, the books of the weekend edition. All right. What book are we starting with, Brandon? Amazing Spider-Man number 24, written by Nick Spencer, art by Ryan Otley, colors, I'm sorry, inks by Mark Morales and Cliff Rathburn, colors by Nathan Fairburn, and letters by VCs Joe Carmanga. Between an alien invasion faked by Mysterio, the robot masters tri-sentinel, the entire bar with no name, and the entire Thieves Guild of New York, Scorpion and the Son of Big Man, and then Craven the Hunter plus Arcade, Craven's Son, and more animal-themed goons than you can shake, than you can name. You'd almost think <laughs> Spider-Man hasn't had time to worry about any problems. That's not literally beating him up. But there are a few things Peters always makes time for, and yes, that is Mary Jane. I guess I was trying time. to add my own blurb in there. Yeah, you were. You're making up your own deal. It's sexy <laughs> time with Mary Jane. Yeah, really. I'll, I'll give you a beat here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do that, I hurt my my throat. Uh, my name but yeah, is you, Peter, you're going. I'm here to say. Yeah, really. My name is Peter. And I'm here to say I'm going to sit with Mary Jane up in the way. I don't know. I'm not much of a freestyler, even even yeah. silly freestyling. You know, I'm going to go there. I'm not ranting and raving, but Peter's there thinking. Only about Craven. Oh, there you, <laughs> there you go. That's where I thought you were going with that <laughs> one. <laughs> there you go. See, I'm there. Uh, I'm good to go. Now, uh, the thing is, he's there with Mary Jane, and we've been wanting to have, you know, some little time with Mary Jane. Now, he's distracted. You have all these things going on. You kind of do get a, not a, a complete jumping on point, but at least it spells out. You know, little things that he has had going down. Yeah. You know, hey, he pushed little that Craven. Recap, yeah. He pushed me to the limits in Central Park, but now I'm here with you. You know, kissing and the smooching and a hugging. And he thinks to himself about, you know, this vision he saw from Craven when he got poisoned about Mary Jane being hurt. Uh, he hasn't really told her until this issue. He does end up telling her, but even she's like, you know. Uh, Earth to Peter Parker, yeah, Earth I'm to fine, Peter. Like buddy. She, she's like, you know, here I am, and you're still distracted. You were just talking about you being distracted. You say that you're sorry, but now you're distracted again because this is really, you know, in his mind this whole vision that he saw. Um, but then you go off and you go off to Ravencroft to uh, do a little uh, psychiatry session. Uh, with yep, Quentin Mysterio. Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. And I'm going to tell you right now, all the other books that we have dealt with, especially Dead Man Logan, it throws me off with this scene because we've yeah, seen him big time. out and about. We've seen him out and about. We've seen him doing things. We've seen him now in this book. And this is why we thought Dead Man Logan did something so cool is because we did see Mysterio go and get arrested, get put into a psychiatric, you know, the whole thing in this book. So when we went to, and dead man Logan, we went and saw Mysterio in the mental, it we're like, Oh man, this is the synergy of the, you know, a universe here that we were missing over at DC and the continuity deal. It really worked out. Now it seems like that might have been a mistake, or at least you had Dead Man Logan was planning. 
playing really? with it. And then, yeah, now it's just like, don't worry about that nonsense. We're going back to this. So really, it wasn't setting up other books. It seems to be setting up now. And I like Mysterio. I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, it's also not that it has anything to do with it. But Symbiote Spider-Man's dealing with me. I mean, Mysterio's coming up Millhouse, just like Mephisto. I mean, they're all over the place. He's in a movie starting Tuesday, too. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the deal. They they want to push him, but it's kind of it did throw me off. And it's not Nick Spencer's fault here because no, I had had the same kind of complaint with that as well. Yeah, and so it it is one of those as well. Like I just said, I love Mysterio. I think he's cool. It's not Nick Spencer's fault that now I'm like, really, Mysterio? Like, where are these other villains that I've heard about and things like that? It seems like he's overdone. Some of the fault does lie in the fact that, you know, you're going all the way back to something that happened in issue one of your story. Something you've let alone for an entire year. You know, you can't sometimes side string characters for an entire year. Yeah. And And it's funny, too, because it, it almost seems like Nick Spencer must have been like, well, I'll put him away. You know, I'll lock him away. Put him for safekeeping for a year, but then when yeah. it comes down to it, other people have already played with him. And like I said, the yep. Dead Man Logan's the one, and I know that's not a huge book. I know that not everybody likes it as much as me and you. But that dealing with him leaving the psych ward to go out and do things kind of did throw me off. But you get here, and yeah. and no, with I was that. With you. You're getting a little background of him. Nick Spencer is going to let us know, you know, some of the things that, and this is very Nick Spencer. I, you know what I mean? It's yeah. calling out is it past not, stories. Is it not weird to you? Yeah, is it not weird too? He's in the insane asylum. He's just in his regular prison yeah, garb his, in the yeah, cell, and yeah. then all of a sudden he's talking to the psychiatrist. Yeah, dressed he's up in as full my, Mysterio. Yeah, yeah in full I'm Mysterio. Like, when did they give him that. And <laughs> and I don't know that that'd be the best thing <laughs> to do psychotherapy no. dressed as your supervillain self. You know, yeah. even when you're, it's you're not really like kind at of first trying to talk him out of being this well, persona, yeah, and, and here because he is of sitting that, in the clothes of it, I was expecting more of some nefarious purpose of this, you know, psychiatrist, which doesn't really end up being, except maybe him pushing it to the point when he leaves. But yeah, you're just getting the idea. You're getting some background. Nick Spencer loves to throw old things in without any editor's notes. So you're just going. Yep. And I'm like, all right, you know, there's yeah, the part with Yeah, we're going back Daredevil. to 90s Mysterio stories yeah, here, definitely. Yeah, so he's just throwing, and this is his jam. This is what he does all the time. So it, it, if you don't like it, like I know that it, it infuriates you or at least frustrates you. We, we kind of got to get past that and go on. Yeah. Not that you have to love it, but when you see it, you're like, no. yep, here he goes again. It's, it's just one of his uh, ticks. Like, you know, some other yeah. people that write comic books, we don't enjoy that. It, it, you're either down with it or you're not. And he does it over and over again. So, you yeah, know, it, it's whatever at this point. Yeah. So while this is going on though, you also see, you know, Peter can't sleep. It, it goes back to that in between, you know, uh, Mysterio talking to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist pretty much telling him, you know, you got to yeah. remember this and you did that. You know, the it's thing almost with Daredevil. Like this psychiatrist conversation is a dream Mysterio is yeah. having. And, well, and it Peter seems like it's definitely something that Peter's dream. having the dream, uh, definitely. And it does. All roads do lead back to Centipede Guy, who we find out by the end his name is Kindred. 
I, I, I really, I really hope it's not uh, Uncle Ben. It really seems to me like it's Uncle Ben for some really? reason, especially ben? because of Kindred. The idea that he's saying, you know, you ruined it all for me. He ended up, you know, I, I don't think it is, but it's just there's this weird hint there for me. Uh, we'll have to figure it out. And he wants to keep pushing this, and you know, this drives me nuts. Yeah. Where it's like, you say my name, you know, he's Beyonce yelling, you know, say my name, say, and they'll never say it. It just keeps no. being pushed along. Yeah, I mean, this one of my main complaints of this issue is that this part of the story kind of just keeps reiterating the same point over yeah. and over for so many pages of this this issue. Yeah, and the psychiatrist, his Brian big thing Michael is, trick. yeah, his thing with uh, the psychiatrist is saying to Mysterio, "Listen, I you got to realize you're crazy. You're a nut job. Uh, you are a." master of illusion you love to make these practical effects you like to do and you know and fool people with these things how are you not sure that you haven't fooled yourself you know with yeah. all this because you're you, you say never you went killed to yourself hell. it was all yeah, kind you didn't of kill that was all set up you of. didn't go to hell like you said in the past he uh drove jay jonah kind of you know going mad thinking he was in hell you even made a hell baby for the daredevil so i think that you're yeah. just fixated on hell and i think that this is not real i think that you're making it up in your mind but he keeps saying through this whole thing like just say his name say his name who did the say yeah. his name and it's almost like he works for him at some points, but yeah. you're not really sure. And yeah, and you're waiting for It's weird the way he this. walks out when everything kind of yeah, starts Yeah, and it's collapsing. weird because it's not as if things collapse and all of a sudden the room starts collapsing and you see, you know, daddy long leggers and thousand leggers and centipedes coming out from the ceiling. And the guy doesn't react like, oh, he's here. He's just like, oh, this isn't real. You're doing it to me now. Oh, geez. Yeah. Look what you're doing. I'm, I'm going to just pack up my stuff. I'm out. He's a little too too calm and at this point yep. mysterio is going so nuts too. yeah and he just walks there. out and then mysterio's like no no oh my god oh and even with that the the psychiatrist actually to me seems as if he's like if you're gonna do this and there's rats on the floor it's disgusting it, when he does yep. this it's almost like okay you know what? You're a jerk. You're trying to fool it, me now. It I'm plays done. Real I quit. Weird too, because the the there was a part they're centering on, like, oh, only you can see this stuff, Mysterio, yeah. and it's not impacting anyone. And then he literally starts to see it right in front of him. Well, and he's and like, Mysterio oh, says, a- Mysterio says, you can see it too. Oh my god, because he does think that only he can yeah. see it at that point. But yeah, the doctor can see it as well, and he goes. But then centipede guy comes out, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and and you have this whole deal where he's like you know oh man that sounded pretty tough in there with that psychiatrist i was listening in but you know you really were in hell and you were in the flames they were all around you i was the one that brought you back i brought you back so you know just say it you know i'm your boss right now and you know tell me my name say that you know my name and he does whisper it and i'm like i'm magnifying that to see if there's of course there isn't anything there but yeah he whispers his name and then he's like oh man Look at the mess you've made. Now, while this is going on, it does appear, like you said, that Peter is seeing this as well. And Peter already knows that this is probably the guy who was going to hurt Mary Jane as well in, in that vision, vision from Craven. Yeah. So then what this guy does, he, he kills Mysterio. He he ends up killing Mysterio. I mean, he destroys him. His arm is oh, ripped yeah. down. No His head's just it. blown up. And, and he's pieces. just like, you know, and this is where he starts talking to Peter 
in the dream and basically says, oh, man, yeah. you know, you, you having a good time watching this? You know, sorry about that. But did you see all what I just did? I hope so. And I hope you're scared. I hope that you are paralyzed with fear. I hope you felt responsible. And this is what he said at the end of that last issue of The Hunted, where he was just a little centipede guy, where he's like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do this now. I could kill Mary Jane. I could kill you. But I want you to be the downfall of all of them. I want you to be the one to do it. And he's like, you know what? Uh, with this. I'm going to tell you my name, but I'm not really going to tell you my full name. I'm going to give you a nickname. You love those nicknames. And he does say Kindred. And Peter wakes up and he's like, oh, and and he's having a panic attack. He's sweating. Mary Jane's like, what's going on? It's just a nightmare. And that's where Peter gives full disclosure and says, no, no, no. It's more than that. I had this vision. He tells all about with Craven. I had this vision that you were hurt, that somebody hurt you. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm not hurt. I'm right here. And he's like, no, no, it's real. I'm telling you, this is going to happen. She's like, who is it? And he's like, I don't know, but he just spoke to me. He told me to call him. And then you see back kindred and yeah, that's the deal. And, um, I, I liked it. I know that, you know, I know that this book hasn't been your, your favorite book. No. Um, and again, you're right. This just treads water. It's not going forward with this. Now, if next issue we end up with something else and we, then, then I'll be furious. But right now, this has got me excited. I mean, I, I hate to think that, you know, Mysterio is really dead. I'm hoping that it is fully in a dream. Yeah, he, I think it's, it he might went, be actually he, looking if, if through he's it smart, a, for the third time a vision Yeah, type and if thing. he's smart, I would think that he has grabbed Mysterio and taken him somewhere and, and locked him up so Peter, you know, you don't want peter to go out uh, and maybe that would be his plan peter goes out to find mysterio finds him and then like oh my god i thought you're dead you know and then people start thinking is insane but I, I don't know if maybe he'll kindred will grab mysterio put him aside so that peter can't find him i i don't know i i thought that the thing the ending with the psychiatrist was a little wonky it was a little confusing where the guy yeah. did see it but then he's very calm he's a little too calm uh, yeah, you did have the mention it. at the beginning, too, about like, oh, man, it was a shame, Mysterio, that your old uh, psychiatrist had those problems and I had to go in. So that seemed like that was the setup to get this going and all that, which it still might be. It just seemed like that the psychiatrist might not fully have been, you know, on board with setting him up. But then by the end, it did. So, you know, drive him to yell and, and say these things, drive him insane before he leaves. But I thought the art was great. Uh, and I'm intrigued with this. I hope that Nick Spencer just decides to let's just focus on this one story. Let's yeah. get this over. Well, whether it's three more issues, five, whatever, just go with that. Don't start jumping around. Too many of these books that we're doing now over here at Marvel are doing that jump around. Avengers is one that I keep thinking of. Yeah, and then uh, it sends things off this. to another book or another spin-off yeah, yeah. book. Yeah, like, so yeah. I don't, I don't need that. I, yeah, that's what I need. And I need the story because I think that this has something thing in it that i'd be very excited to see next you even see you know electro there uh you know and, and things like that with how we're gonna go so we'll see how that is but what would you give it i i'll say i'll give it a seven five i could even be talked up to an eight but i'm gonna say seven five as a cautiously optimistic deal because like you said this picks up from issue one and i i hope it continues we need to know what the kindred's identity is even at the one point he's like hey i have these bandages you know it looks pretty cool i'm not really hurt i just don't want you to see who i am yet we need to see who he is you know i need (laughs) to see and when the reveal happens it better be something big 
It's gonna it's gonna end up being uh you know Ben Riley. How about that? Yeah, would gonna, you like that it, Ben no, Riley? It better not be. You wouldn't like I, Ben Riley. Be he's got aggravated. a hoodie on there. You know, he's not the yeah. same color. He's kind of a, a kindred soul. That would know? be a, a, a trick Nick Spencer might. Uh, yeah, don't. So I'm so mad Uncle you said ben. that right now. Yeah. Now your score goes down because yeah, of that. Goes, uh, three. No, uh, I'm gonna give this a six point five. I have a just you know I mentioned my complaints. I think it just kind of lingers in one place for a lot of the issue with that with kind of just running on the yeah. treadmill, not going oh, anywhere. I, said, uh, I, I can't I can't argue things. that with you. I can't yeah. convince you that's not the case because it is. I just and then I, the, I, the beginning. Uh, I don't know. Something feels a little like less than uh, up to par for the art in the issue compared really? to like what I, I like remember from Ryan Otley. Yeah, um, I, I really like the know. art. I, I don't know. It, it's a little off. It's a little less. I, than what I think he's the only thing that of, seems a little off is I. I don't like the way Mysterio's head looks inside of the the, uh, the helmet, fire the globe. Head? Yeah, yeah, that no, just yeah. the globe there. It just looks odd. Oh yeah, but, like no. the holo- It looks like a hologram in there. Yeah, almost. yeah. That's the only weird. thing that I was off. I I thought the art was great. I think you're insane. Yeah. You yeah. are crazy I, I don't know. insane. It's a, it's a little nitpick, I guess. But uh, other yeah. than that, you know, I'm glad we're on this kindred stuff. I hope we stay on this kindred stuff and. You know, next issue is a big oversized one because it's 25, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, these companies uh, we'll with see their what nonsense, get. right? <laughs> they, they, any yeah. reason You're to get that extra You're celebrating a 25 buck. issue of, of yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. And yeah, the, I know. Well, like even, on 825. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're celebrating an extra dollar in their pocket for each issue. That's oh, all they're celebrating. That. I it's think ridiculous. it's 8.99 or something it? like that. Holy yeah. moly. That's nonsense. Now, that's a celebration. You know, what do they think? We're all, like I said, we'll probably get shooting. Fireworks off on, on June thirtieth. One of these yeah, people, we'll all their money. Get a Thirteen-page continuation of the Spider-Ham annual we just had. A bunch uh, of nonsense yeah. in there. Yeah, it won't be a full that. story of this. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. But we're gonna go on now to uh, some mail. Do you have the time to drop me and Brandon line? And with that, my book comics at gmail.com. We will read them all. At the wrong turn, says Mel Cowell. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. Poop, poop. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's wrong to say. Yo, it's Mel Call. Ah, yes, it is mail call. Thank mail you, wrong time. turn. People still say peeps anymore. <laughs> I uh, needed sure. something to rhyme in that, I so I, I had to throw in peeps. Uh, yes, this is the mail <laughs> section. It's mail section number one of two tonight. If you want to be involved in the mail and be the star of the show, way more than me and Brandon ever dreamed to be, email us at Weird Science and Marvel Comics at gmail.com. Just like. Johnny Fresno did. Johnny Fresno is the first one. He says, hello, weird sciencers. See attached Ooh. picture of a cereal. I'll bet you haven't tried. It's nonsense. It, it's like this uh, generic bag cereal that he had. He says, it looks to oh. fulfill one of Jim's requirements of turning the milk a different color. It looks like a version of Cocoa Puffs, which you uh, are yeah. a big fan. Did, so, I, and, yeah, I yeah. like Cocoa Puffs. Did you see the new Captain Crunch out? No, which is this? Is Cotton it the? Candy, yeah, Captain you Crunch. told me that. Yeah, that? that's <laughs> nonsense. What is your take on cereal in bags? Well, Johnny, 
I ended up having a uh, podcast way, way back in the day. We, we had a serial podcast. And in that serial podcast, I mentioned as a kid that if my mom would bring home cereal in a bag, number one, that 100% meant generic, I would throw yep. it on the front lawn. That's what I said. Now, that was a little <laughs> bit of an exaggeration, uh, but I would get mad. And uh, with that, though, I have bought a bunch of cereal in the bags lately. You do get a lot of bang for your buck. Now, some of the Malto Milk brand, I believe it is, they do actually have their cereal in a bag. And also, they have some cool varieties. Like, they actually have a Fruity Pebbles, which I think is the worst cereal ever made, Fruity Pebbles. But their version of Fruity Pebbles, they have with marshmallows. And in my requirement, if I was making my, as I said the last episode, if I'm going to do my small batch cereal company, every cereal must have marshmallows. So I, I do like some of the weird varieties that you get from that. But for the most, you know, for the most part, I go box cereal only. But yeah, he says, yeah, I'm what strictly about box cereal? Myself. What about cereals that have drug related themes? And with that, I thought he meant what cereals a, are those. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I actually thought he meant like cinnamon toast crunch where half the people who get high like to eat that. Um, I, I actually think that what he's talking about is like, you know, Cocoa Puffs with Sonny, the crazy, you know, bird there is you have to be high to think he's yeah. real. Is that what he means? But yeah, he said, you add I my top I have mag. no idea what he's going <laughs> You know, didn't you ever have a bong cereal with, uh, you know, with marshmallows? I haven't either. You had uh, you had my top mag of the week in episode 91. War of the Realms number six. It, It turns the milk into bong flavored water. Everybody loves to drink bong water, right? Do they have, water, like, right? weed-infused cereals at these Maybe. weed shops? I, I don't know. It's not legal by I'm me. Not, I don't know. I'm not down with that. War, he says, War of the Realms yeah. number six I mean, was truly did, awesome. I would be. <laughs> yeah, and a good payoff for the series. I'm fired up that Molnir back in action. Loki series has been announced, so it's no big surprise to see the God of Mischief returning. I, I had my Patreon news show. It looks like Loki number one is one of those that they're going to double ship for free. So either they're worried yeah. that people aren't jumping on, you know, with the pre-orders or they know that it's really good and they want to push it invaders is another book they do that a lot with i agree they could have let him stay dead a bit longer yeah it kind of is you know right away up oh, there he is yeah, what was he you make dead? A- four issues yeah 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 uh, pretty much, yeah. You make a good observation that Malachus' trusty <laughs> Steve could have it. carried him away, and the villainous mastermind may not be dead. I don't think he's dead. I wish Marvel would put a fork in the War of the Realms yeah. and move on to the next thing. It's funny because you say that we're going to be talking another War of the Realms tie-in later tonight, and I think that should be the last War of the Realms book that we yes. officially talk about. Well, right? Actually, we'll make that there's stand. the Omega issue next yeah, week. Yeah, you isn't said it, I, no? you keep saying this Omega issue. I'll slap you with your Omega issue. Uh, I guess we would talk <laughs> Listen, about I'm that. I'm not as happy well. about so it that's either. So we'll, that's when we'll stop. Uh, FF number 11 was my second favorite book of the week. I like your comparison that this run of FF is like a soap opera. I normally don't like mags where nobody is getting punched by page three, but this FF run is really working for me. The family themes warm my heart. Please insert sentimental piano music right here is that is that what he wants he says the family themes warm my heart 
like you, I think I'm supposed to stop it now. Like you, I have no, I don't have any problem with the feminist themes in Avengers. I confess I like the Cheesecake She-Hulk better, and I find the steroid She-Hulk unidimensional. And I, I agree. But hey, I'm willing to go with the flow and see where Mr. Aaron is going with this whole thing. I don't like the theme of the victim hero, though. Come on. Most Marvel heroes have superpowers, live in mansions, and travel around in supersonic jets. Sounds like you up in Buffalo. What's there to feel sorry yeah, for? Yeah, right. Thanks. Sir. Hey, you have somebody with some well, problems and give them jet, money. We the need problems supersonic are still there. Jets. We need yeah. supersonic jets around here because the roads are just covered in ice. Yeah, that is here. true. That is true. Yeah. I ended up That's saying, uh, I heard one guy one time say, like, and it, it dealt with athletes that kind of go with the idea of most superheroes, superpowers live in mansions and things like that. And it's kind of a twist of that. But they said where people are surprised when an athlete goes crazy or an athlete, you know, does something bad. And they're like, listen, if, if somebody's bad, Throwing $2 million at them, $5 million, $40 million, it doesn't make you good. It just lets you be more bad. And so these people, if you had problems as a superhero, you, you have problems, you know, as well as being a superhero. But, hey, I'd like to live in a mansion of supersonic jets. That might get rid of some of my problems. It'd get rid of my problem when I, I see on uh, TV. I like to eat. I, I don't like cooking shows i like eating shows you know what i mean where they're eating my daughter has suddenly gotten big into this netflix cooking show called nailed it you ever ever hear of it no no she Uh, likes that ridiculous yeah i I don't Uh, like cooking shows at all it's like like amateurs that they give this ridiculous project and they try to then make it they they look terrible so don't they have one say yes to the cake isn't that one i i I like where they go around and eat yeah it is i i like when people go around in shows and eat crazy food if i had a supersonic jet i would fly to every city that yeah. they're in to eat these well, i'd come travels around and yeah that's that uh at that i'm not doing that you know that that andrew zimmern or whatever it's like is scorpions or yeah or i don't whatever he does. what i used to like is yeah. man versus food where you have the challenge oh i love that stuff. that was yeah. my favorite cooking show yeah ever, that was probably. mine too thanks for making great podcasts i love the regular shows and the patreon extras are worth every penny thank you johnny the next is Dino says, hi, Jim and Brandon. Great stuff on War of the Realms number six. Yep. I really like the new male song. Cool rendition on the Green Day classic. That Blink-182 Brandon's drunk again made me laugh. That's my favorite. I like throwing shit. <laughs> I wanted to share a fun story with you guys. Back in March, I went to Jason Latour's panel at Emerald City Comic Con. I got to ask him a question. and asked if he could take any villain and make him a good guy. Who would you pick? He answered with Dr. Doom. And went on about how he's a duck and in Doom's costume from another universe. He even said, I actually like this idea. I'm going to write it down. Guess who was in Spider-Ham issue? That's right. Dr. Doom. So we can blame Dino. Uh, we talked about that on the Patreon. Yeah. We were not Solely a fan Dino's of that fault. issue. We were not a fan. No. No, we like Dr. Doom. Yeah, we actually Dino pointed him out. Does what he thinks of it or he just likes no, the Dr. He just Doom said call that. He just likes that he thinks that he pushed Dr. Doom into that, which he probably did. Yeah. Uh, we liked it. We mentioned Dr. Doom and so we laughed at that, but all the rest of the stuff we just said. Uh, there were The jokes just Eric didn't Eric better hit. watch out. Someone, someone else is good at premonitions and comic Yeah, books. really. What Dino, uh, next Emerald City Comic Con when Jason Latour's there, ask him when he's going to make a funny issue how, how about that maybe he'll write that down and, and try that next time he says anyway yeah, had to share but that is awesome yeah that is awesome though uh, and that is from dino and that's the end of mail section number one and we're going to go back to a book right about now 
All right, and the next book is The Magnificent Miss Marvel number four. Seems like this book has been out a little longer than that, but it's written by Salvin Ahmed, pencils by Minkyu Young, inks by Juan Velasco, colors by Ian Herring, letters VCs Joe Caramanga. And I'll get to the bottom of the blurb. The mages brought Kamala and her parents to King Malik Zir's palace on the planet of Safa, where they learned about the original Destined One, a woman who saved Safa from the Beast Legions years ago and bore a striking resemblance to Marvel. But when Kamala discovered rebel leader Cheb Hura being tortured in Malik Zira's dungeon, the Khans tried to help him escape, only for the tyrannical Malik to order their getaway ship shot out of the sky. And if you remember, that's how last issue ended, with the ship seemingly getting yeah. shot out of the sky. It, it's a move that Kamala uses here where she envelopes everybody in the ship and protects yeah, them with her the group from power. the end of Guardians yeah, 1. Yeah, that's basically. basically what she does. Uh, so she does save them. They end up you know the the ship gets destroyed they're uh, left there laying on the ground she goes to make sure her mom and dad are okay and then starts to get sexy eyes uh with uh, uh cheb yeah. i keep forgetting his name cheb uh and so throughout this issue and i i like this series this issue they is touch a, hands at one oh, point oh yeah yeah and they, they're going and then you <laughs> go back and sexy. see her little deal with bruno she has a little flashback of them you know getting a little more you know uh, personal and then this seeing guy her reminds dad. you That's of some, uh avatar at all a little bit a little a little bit yeah so you're, you're gonna get this thing that she's starting to have feelings with Cheb. he has feelings for her but she also remembers bruno and also with the thing thrown out from before the idea that her dad was seen she saw her dad with a lady and she didn't understand that and it was a whole thing of like the secret things going on she was keeping her secret from her dad at that point stuff like that but as you go this is pretty much a setup issue very star wars-esque as well so i don't know if that throws you off But we find out, number one, that Cheb is, you know, he's pretty much Luke Skywalker on this planet because he's also the son of Malik. The prince. Who is the bad guy. So he's the prince. His dad was the one torturing him. He's the rebel. You have the whole rebel deal. Uh, So with this there, everybody thinks that Kamala is, you know, the chosen one, the one who's going to, you know, keep them from, uh, you know, Get them out of bondage of Malik and this King Malik. He's he's a pretty bad dude. Uh, so as this goes on, they go and uh, Cheb takes him down to this rebel base that he has. It's under a well. You get a couple well puns. But with this whole thing, you get a narration of Kamala and it's continuing kind of what we've had in this whole series with Saladin Ahmed of the idea of her wanting to be, you know, more not not even just an adult, but more, you know, I'm a superhero, but yet I don't ever get to say what I have to say. And, and her parents are very strict. They, they, you know, tell her what she can and can't do. And it is a weird deal for her to kind of save the world or save the universe at points and then come home and get yelled at yet your parents for you know, holding a boy's hand. So she's talking about that as this is going on. And you do have this Cheb. He ends up at the one point. He's like, listen, do you have a first heart? You know, this whole thing that's yeah. on their planet, basically a boyfriend. <laughs> Talks and like, like Starfire well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, it's complicated. I kind of do. You know, I have a guy that I, I'm friends with. And he's like, let me be your second heart. You know, and he's yeah. like, all right, that sounds. And every time anything happens, they they get interrupted. Whether it's the parents, whether yeah, it's here or dad. And and I like this thing too because they end up going to this rebel base. And through this whole thing, our mom and dad keep saying like, 
We're coming with you. We have to watch you. And every time you have Cheb and Miss Marvel kind of getting close or whatever, they're there to like, <clears throat> and it always yep. interrupts it stuff. They're having a big celebration. And really, everybody's excited because Miss Marvel, she looks like she's the chosen one. The and chosen is, one, basically. Yeah, and yeah. there is a mention of these beast riders. You know, they're like, well, the real prophecy is about these these beasts. Yeah, they're going to come, but we don't really. The beast legions, that's kind of nonsense. Nobody believes yeah. in that. That's kind of the story like part stories. of it. Stories. Yeah. yeah, that's the story that's been, you know, we do believe you're the chosen one, but all the rest of the stuff, you know, that might have been made up as we they went can along. It's we been like to so believe. long ago and yeah. stuff like that. So that's more of the myth, but you're right here. Well, you end up, well, this is going down. You even have Cheb saying, you know, my father is going to be looking for us. He's going to be looking for the down plane that he shot. They're going to come and finish the job. They're going to come and make sure we're dead. When they don't find us, they're going to come and, and try to get us, which they do. They find them. You end up having an alarm go off and you go up on the surface and there's a big battle. And it, it looks good. You have a big battle there uh, with, uh, is it Knuckles? The new guy that they they run into, uh, who uh, yeah, yeah, it's Knuckle. I actually like him. You'd only get him for a second. He's this big brute bodyguard who they thought that Cheb was dead, and they're like, "Oh man, let's go, let's celebrate." Well, now they're battling. You do have you know Kamala battling on their side. She even says that, "Hey, if you're fighting." You know, and you end up having a ray gun. It's almost like if you are out there with a ray gun and armor, you might be the bad guys. There's my joke again, the Jeff Foxworthy version of what they say. Um, but yeah, she ends up fighting and they're yelling in the in the background like they think that the rebels have brainwashed her. They don't think that Kamala is part of their deal, it seems, because they're like, oh, look, the traitors have bewitched the destined one, crushed them all. They're going with this. And as this goes on, you do have Malik show up and he's got Kamala's parents because Kamala went out and said, you know, you guys stay here. We got to go fight a war. You stay here. And uh, they ended up capturing even ever dad, like, don't listen. You know, it's not worth it. He's crazy. He doesn't scare us. But Kamala's yeah. not going to go with that. Kamala says, you know, whatever you, I'll do whatever. Just let them go. And he's like, you have my word that I will do that. But, you know, you're, you're going to have to kind of do some things for me here. Well, as this goes on, either it's a very fortunate circumstance or unfortunate, but a portal opens <laughs> up and the Beast Legion comes out, yeah. who is supposed to be, I think it's be, fortunate you know, because I foresee them now having to unite. Oh, they're all going to have to this. unite. They're yeah. going to have to. And you're going to get the whole, you know what, son, I, I may not have, uh, yeah, I shouldn't have tortured you. That's not what a father should you do. Even though my, my dad tortured me all the time. After all, son. Yes. <laughs> You're my fifth heart. I mean, you have your stepbrother, the guy down the street. I think his name's John. I kind of like him better than you. Uh, but you're yeah. my fifth heart. Yeah, I'm telling you. I love the don't... nanny too, because who she takes care of you. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, have to do you any know, work. Then. You're kind of a pain in the butt here, Jim. But with this all, <laughs> you do get that background deal that's becoming very obvious of the idea that Kamala, who thinks that her father is just, oh my God, my father's so overbearing. Oh, I can't yeah. stand it. Well, at least Half she's not being tortured. Yeah, yeah, he's got right. the worst. And they're having a civil war against each other. And yeah, so you're going to have this whole thing, I would say, that seems obvious. Like you said, they're all going to have to team up to fight off the Beast Legion. That it certainly looks like something right out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I thought that yes. you might enjoy yeah, that. It, it definitely looks like Bebop and Rocksteady like almost Bebop. combined yeah. into it one. Actually, with there, it actually yeah. looks like Bebop.
bebop and the one above to the right i could say that that kind of even looks a little like rockstar you know they kind of do look yeah. like that a bit uh so yeah they're getting attacked uh, by like teenage leather, ninja that looks turtles. like Leatherface. that's the okay. evil crocodile yeah, dude in ninja now, now you're there now go. you're talking gonna educate I, you on some I, things this I, i'm not a nerd here <laughs> I, I don't need you and your nerddom getting in my way of talking about miss marvel here together like oh my god for the yes. moment here Yes, we'll call it uh, Brandon in a half shell is what we'll call yeah, it. There we go. Uh, yeah, the Beast Legion has returned. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't think they were real. And they come out. And, yeah, so with that, this is a very quick issue. Y- you can tell. Yeah, it was. Uh, we just talked about it. We're done. Um, I read I liked it while it, cooking though. hamburgers on the grill. There you go. It, it's very, very <laughs> much set up. It's setting up a lot of things. It's, you know, it's setting up. You, you want to care more about Cheb. You find out that that was his dad as the king. He, he was torturing him. You have the rebels. You have this. Yeah, they really the slid that in there. They they yeah. didn't really highlight that at all. Well, and, and then, that's the uh, thing. I don't know if I like it more because of that. It. Yeah, she she's yeah. just like, oh, well, I, I kind of like that we just move forward. I do like the art. A lot in this. Uh, I will say that maybe if you're going to complain anything about the art, it would be a little washed out color wise. But I think that's because of the planet they're on when yeah, they're actually so underground. Uh, the colors it was are different a little at more. the beginning of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's just when you go out on the planet and stuff, it, it's supposed to look a little washed out. But also, you have Cheb. He's going around bare chested all the time. His sexy. That's quite chest. a name, too, Cheb. Yeah, yeah, Cheb. And he's like, you know, and I like it too. I love uh, Kamala's parents because they're they are pretty tough. At one point, the mom's like jabbing her finger in the chimp's chest. You listen here, a child does not fight a war. And then that's when they get attacked. <laughs> of course, then it happens. But yeah, I uh, I like the idea that throughout this whole thing, you do have Kamala thinking, you know, I I want to. I love my parents, but I I'm gonna I'm starting to be, you know, I, I do things that I should be able to have a say. In my life, and right. it's starting to really get to me. Uh, even though I do love my mom and dad, and don't want to go against them, but well, it's you almost, almost a little weird too, because there's some moments where you expect her dad to start almost turning the tide and, and agreeing that oh you're, yeah, you're doing no. well, why don't yeah, I let you do she, this? He but doesn't yeah, it seem keeps that's kind up. of her dad. He doesn't like to do that. He thinks that that's you know you know giving too much praise might make her you know kind of start being a jerk in his mind. But yeah, 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 stuff like that. So you have that, but yeah, I think by the end, you know, we we had. The the progression of him finding out that she was, uh, you know, Miss Marvel. And now the next progression would be him to fully accept it and say, hey, you know, you know what you're doing. I'm going to have to back off a little, which I think is coming up. But yeah, I liked it. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Uh, I I really like the series so far. I'm surprised how much I do like it with Saladin Med on it. Yeah, we were, too. I was worried a little just when you get a change of character for a, or a change of creators with a book that's so prominently a, you know, G. Willow Wilson's One book. creator so book, yeah. Left, yeah, and it's like, is it just like it's her vision? So when this goes, are we going to lose that magic? And I don't think we did. I, I really enjoy this. So it, it is a little bit, like I said, a setup being a little down, but I like what's going on. I like the Beast Legion showing up. So what would you give it? Yeah, I'd also give it an eight. I mean, I really kind of like the family dynamic of this book. It reminds me a little bit of a better version of Fantastic Four almost. Um, Just I've enjoyed the interactions between the characters a little more. Um, I'm interested to kind of get, you know, the feel for the book again when it gets back to Earth. Yeah, when uh, it gets back to Earth. and then Yeah, I I just like that cast of characters a little better, you know. Um, 
but I, I think Saladin Ahmed has a good voice down for Kamala. Yeah. It, it hasn't taken him like that one arc to get comfortable, like a lot of new yeah, creators no. and, yeah, no, and the fresh it's, start it's series we've read. So, uh, you know, it's something I'm into. I never anticipated really being into. I think it's, it's actually even a little better than the Captain Marvel book. So if you're looking for a Marvel book to follow, that yeah. would be I, my suggestion. That's where you're going with. You go with, with that. Yeah. I like Captain Marvel <laughs> as well. But yeah, I like this a little more. Uh, but we're going to go mm. off now to our second mail section. Yo, it's mail call. Ah, uh, yes, it yes. is. I need to do another song. The second mail, it's, it's very lackluster to start with. But the Just second comes in mail, hot. Here we are. Yeah, mail. it does. Here we are. Hot takes from Dispatch, who says, Dearest James and Brandone, nope. I and then it craved the cereal. Pretty sure I told the story years ago on the DC pod, so I won't rehash. But your cereal talk last week brought back old, horrible memories of what could have been. And that's a little reveal for you, Brandon, that I've not revealed before. So I'll talk about that later. It was the fall of 2009. <laughs> There was a gentle autumn breeze outside as I taught trigonometry to a class of seemingly uninterested children almost 10 flipping years ago. A child whose father worked at Kellogg's upper management uh, marketing stole my idea and made Crave, one of the worst cereals ever. So I don't know why anybody would want to take credit for that. Yes. Uh, this child took my idea for my cereal, which is basically filled in Captain Crunch, shared it with the board and the rest is history. I just like it's like. Hi, guys. I got the cereal idea that I think is yummy. And that's the it's board always, meeting. That's why comic creators tell you not to send them your ideas because they're yeah, going to steal what them happens. from you. you. That's exactly <laughs> right. You're right. To this day, I refuse to eat it, have it in my house, or be associated with it at all. We do not speak its name. So Jim Small Batch's discussion last week drug out some bad memories, and I thought I would share is all. And yeah, uh, that's the deal. And that's the that's the reveal that dispatch is Brett. Uh, so we're talking to Brett now. We can just let it be known that this is Brett. Uh, next up, this goes out to John Jack. Frosted Flakes has marshmallows. It's a thing. They mixed up the Lucky Charms marshmallows in the flakes. Eric loved that, uh, you know, Lucky Charms flakes. To, oh, my God. He loved that. He, he would end up. I think there was a point where Walmart had it. Then it didn't uh. because he bought it all. He ended up yeah. eating so much of that. And then he was so angry because we also have a giant. At himself we for being a two. fatty? No, no, he was not mad at himself <laughs> for being a fatty. He was mad because they didn't have it. So he went there and, they, oh, man, they're out. They didn't re- pretty much they didn't restock from his fat butt. Yeah. Uh, so he went to giant. We have a couple. We have two giants in town. We have a Walmart that I do my shopping at. We have an Aldi, which they wouldn't have that. We have a Redner's, it's called, that they he went to all of them. Nobody had it. He was so angry. Uh, the others weren't carrying it, it seemed. But it awful, it's awful and consistency is weird. He loved that cereal. However, Fruit Loops and Marshmallows yeah. isn't too bad. I would like to make a, a, oh, a change it. there. Fruit Loops and Marshmallows is uh, pretty much my kryptonite. If I yes. have that, I am eating tons of that. And, and I have to uh, tell. And it goes on because Brett actually does know a lot about the cereal talk because of hearing that cereal podcast that I did way yeah. back with Eric and Reggie. I, I just want to tell people, full disclosure, when I get a cereal I like, I will eat it until I almost throw up Hate I, it. I, yeah. I, I until you up never want to look at it basically again, I do that. Uh, like in the movie kingpin i do what the amish do i eat until i am ready to vomit and then i eat half more so i'm i'm there and i'm like <laughs> i know that this 
this bowl should be my last. I mean, I'm telling you, it's halfway through the bowl, and I'm like, man, this is my stomach hurts. I'm really starting. Yep. Oh, da, 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 da. Been there. Yeah, just one more bowl. And then that might turn yep. into two or three. Uh, but a box of cereal will last more, yeah. in my house a day if, if it's something hours. I like. Yeah. If it's Rice Krispie Treats, maybe oh, three that, minutes. That has the I lifespan of an hour in my house Oh, I as love well. that. Yep. And, and uh, the best <laughs> about that, like I'm telling you, the cereal talk go on forever. Uh, I love the Rice Krispie Treats. But then when you get to the bottom and it's just the, the mashed oh, up yeah, ones, it turns then it's back just to Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. I don't need yeah. that. That's <laughs> terrible. And Jim, you'll need to alter your idea of marshmallows in every cereal. Marshmallows and everything would be and is an awful idea. Flakes and mallow do not mix. Now, one of the things, too, that I should mention, that there's no way that any of my cereals have flakes. Flakes are no. out because they, soggy oh, no they get soggy. Yep. I'm telling you, there, there's lots of rules. And, yeah, I would not go flakes uh, ever. And uh, but yeah, this in itself is proof unless you're going flake or rice free and sticking to strictly corn crunch. It's going to be a lot of corn crunch, I think. But Brandon, I must know where you stand on cereal. Jim and I, at least I believe, see eye to eye for the most part. Number one, cold spoon can't be warmer from the dishwasher. If it's not cold, you're an animal. Do you mind that? Do you need a cold spoon? No, I don't. I do. I will pull if, it directly if, out of the dishwasher. Oh, you, you're crazy. You are insane. Yeah. If I Bowl get it out is of the, another story, but spoon, uh, I, I don't care. I have to run it over under cold water. Then yeah. I have to yeah, I won't pat do warm that bowl, dry. But I, will, I, will do I won't leave spoon. that wet with the cold water because I don't need any water in that. I'm not oh, yeah, watering down care. my milk. Well, here, here's already, my big dirty secret is, is I do... Put milk in cereal, but I I will not drink a glass of milk ever in my life. Oh, really? Uh, Chocolate milk, maybe. But regular plain white milk, I do not drink it. So when I I just eat cereal until the milk is gone. And then you throw away the milk? You don't drink the milk at the end of that? I eat it. I just keep pouring cereal in the bowl yeah. till the milk is yeah, gone. Yeah, that's what gets and, you And I eat sick, it all. I don't right? drink the milk in the cereal bowl, though, no. I legitimately have not had a glass of milk probably in a couple of years, pretty much because I drink it right out of the carton like an animal. Yeah. We all do. No. I, don't, I don't even care. Uh, cold well, milk. When I worked milk... out a lot, I would chug chocolate milk, but I chocolate never- Chocolate milk's one of the best post-workout yeah. drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, cold I, milk I, just, I never drink white milk. That, yeah. That's not a thing for me. If the milk was out even for a couple seconds to pour your kids a bowl, it's too warm. It goes straight in the fridge, bowl to mouth. I would never, ever leave the milk out on the counter. There is no way. And no. in fact, there's been times where I have to put the bowl of cereal or at least the milk in the freezer to get even colder. But yeah, I, it goes I, straight. Uh, I prefer my milk cold, but it, it, you know, we Mine have winter around cold. here 10 months a year. So it's not a yeah. huge deal if I leave yeah, it out I, on the table while I'm yeah, eating. I'm telling <laughs> you, it, it would be for me. It has to be. I, uh, Brandon, again, if it's not cold, you're an animal. Never, and I repeat, never leave milk in your bowl in the bottom of your bowl and pour more cereal in and use that milk. That's gross. Yes, and again, you're that. an animal. No, yeah, I, do I, that. I actually, but I don't mind that as much, but I always top it off with more milk. I don't See, do yours. Is, it's not yeah. a race to the bottom for me of the I milk. I just pour as fresh do. cereal and I'll eat all the cereal in the bowl, all of it. And then I pour new cereal in the old milk until the milk's gone. And then I'll pour yeah, fresh milk on a new bowl. Yeah, I just, every bowl gets some fresh milk. It, it still will probably have some of the milk from before, but for the most part, I probably do end up 
drinking that milk and then pouring more in. Yeah. See, uh, I like just do it. That's streams. my one difference mainly. And he's and saying the warm in Ghostbusters, spoon, don't mix cereals and especially don't mix cereals. No, that's with a milk. monster. For example, don't use cocoa puffs leftover milk and put honey nut Cheerios in the no, milk. That's, that's no, psychotic, that's that's yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, you, that's you should be put in jail for that. Right yes. Yeah. Uh, number five, cinnamon life should be the regular life, and that's about as healthy as you should ever go on a cereal. I get into a little bit of a phase where I want to have some cinnamon life until I have said cinnamon life and realize this I is like nonsense. checks. If I'm going yeah. like healthy cereal, rice I checks, go checks. I go. I can only eat rice yeah. checks. I can't. And that's the thing is then it's a race to get it done before it's soggy. And I put a lot of sugar on that. Uh, number yeah. six, you pay up for good uh, TP and you pay for cereal. No generic crap. And yeah, I'm not big <laughs> on generic cereal. I could go on, but Brandon, I need uh, to know if you pass the test, where do you stand on these? You're pretty much a mostly, you're still kind of an animal there, but uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll forgive you. I have an- we'll animalistic you. tendencies in my cereal yes. eating, I guess. Yes. You could say. As for comics, here are some thoughts. Jason Aaron signed to the Marvel exclusively about a year ago or more. So he ain't going anywhere. My point is Thor's wrapping up and I know he has the Avengers, but where might he land? What character may take uh, a mild like he did for Thor for years to come? Do you think that he would maybe like restart and uh, like a Doctor Strange maybe? Because that is coming to an end. They're ending the Doctor Strange yeah, issue I, 20. Uh, would uh, that be something Doctor that he'd do well? not that long ago. Okay. He did Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I think he would try do. something different, really different. I, like, you know. Yeah. He's on Avengers, but I don't think that's a five-year project like Thor yeah. was for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's just his current book he's on so right now. So you think now. he'll and be on something else As far else as a solo up. character, I would like to see him. Yeah, he, I mean, he's done Wolverine, so that won't happen for I'd like to how see about him Captain America? Uh, he how tries about, the uh, humor. How about Black Panther? Yeah, I would I mean, like that. Yeah, Some anybody, we'll Black Panther, kept anything Tanisha Coates writes, I would like him on. We mentioned Tanisha Coates. Well, I got an answer. The character is Conan. Conan the Barbarian is playing out just like Thor. And yeah, he is on that. So that would pretty much be the deal. Storytelling is similar. The aspects are similar. I think it's in his wheelhouse. Those listeners will be disappointed when Thor ends and telling you all right now to hop on Conan. Uh, Go back to number one and catch up. I don't think there's a single issue of it. it I've read that I would give less than an 8.5. Yeah, he loves it. He wants to marry it. I, I read Ooh. that first issue. I'd like to catch up with it. Probably I enjoy uh, more Conan like a nine. And Savage Avengers right now, and that's yeah. my Conan fix. And yeah, when and he, he leaves that title, I'll look for him somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. I guess you know. Says it's solid, like a strong Hiberian woman. Next comic though is an X Men comic. Currently, Rosenberg is writing Uncanny, and it's mixed reviews on that. People are all over the place. Personally, X Men has too many characters, too big a scope right now, and too much nonsense that I can't keep straight. So I bailed. That's not a knock on Rosenberg. Kind of think it is. I love Moldova Man. The Punisher is pretty great right now. I haven't been reading The Punisher, and it's one of those books that if you're reading it, you love it, and then everybody else is not talking about it, right? Uh, Moldova Man, we loved. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moldova Man, we loved. Yeah, right. Uh, Moldova Man, uh, we liked (laughs) until about issue three. And then it started kind of dragging a little. Uh, But he likes Punisher. I got over it quick, yeah. And with that, Maybe, just maybe, we'll talk Punisher next week because it's the start of a new arc, I believe. Uh, is there's, right there's now. There's a lot of people we talk to in Slack in and Slack you know, that love the Fresh Punisher. crew, the Fresh Start crew. They they yeah. all like, or not all of them, but uh, I hear positive things about Matthew Rosenberg. But I feel like yeah. if you go online, everybody hates him. 
Yeah. I, I feel like yeah, he's I'm telling you, the, get, the, the <laughs> fresh start crew seems to like him and, uh, you know, yeah. seems to like that Punisher. The problem is, is I what I do when people start talking about stuff like that, it's like, oh, they're like, oh, I love the Punisher. And then I'm like, OK, let's get a checklist of these other books you like. And I go down the checklist and a lot of times it's like, yeah, you like like four other books that I really hate. So I ain't yeah. listen to that. But I, I've tried. I've tried over and over to get into this Punisher run. I, it's just not for me, I guess. And the artist is one of the turnoffs for me um but yeah it's just but maybe we'll maybe we'll give it another shot we we've kind of got a little disillusion with the hulk at one point even though everybody loved it we were kind of getting a little sick of it and now we're back in and we love it so maybe it's time for us to check out the punisher again uh because he says it's pretty great right now and he's done uh, many things i liked especially that book where winter soldier and hawkeye went hunting for black widow gosh i can re- can't remember the name of that book but that was really good do you remember that book i know uh, you're not a huge i Matthew know i know exactly what book he, uh i want to say since Sensation comics, but that's totally okay. off. That's not correct. Okay. It was so you just make it, it up. It was stuff, one of those weird random. Uh, it was kind of like a Marvel Comics Presents title, okay. a little like that. Not where there were multiple stories, but one of those famous Marvel Comics yeah, titles. Yeah. I'm just not okay. pulling out of my brain. Marvel right now. Team Up is that one? Is that no? Nope, Last but not least. Up. Do you agree or disagree? Last week on the roundup, the top DC book reviewed by a minimum of three reviewers was JL Dark, Just League Dark 12, with a 9.6 average review. Do you boys agree that Just League Dark was the best book for DC? Now, I hate to talk out of school since suspense. this is the Marvel That's deal. What okay. it was. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the few people who do not like Just League Dark. It's just not for me. I, I explained it I on the DC podcast four. this week. Yeah. I don't have any emotional either. connection with it. How I explained there was you can show somebody. I even mentioned you if you haven't heard uh, me talk about this. You can show somebody who's never watched football, a football game. They can kind of look. They don't understand what's going on, but they can look and say, okay, that looks kind of neat. I see what you're saying. It's athletic or whatever. You're not going to have the same reaction as somebody who loves football or who loves, you know, or I go and watch the Super Bowl and Buffalo makes, you know, Josh Allen somehow pulls it out of his butt next year and they end up in the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Say it's the Bills versus the Rams and I'm watching the Super Bowl and the Bills win. I'm going to be kind of like, okay, that was a good game. It's going to be more of me for if it was a good game or not. You for might you, not if hear they from me t- for two weeks. Well, I'm telling you, if happens. the Bills <laughs> win 2 nothing on a it, the first minute of the game, they get a safety, and there's no scoring for the rest of the game, people are going to say this is the worst Super Bowl of worst all time. Worst game ever. It yeah. will be your favorite Super Bowl of all time yeah. because it's the Bills it. they won. You have an emotional thing in with that, and you don't care if it was 2 nothing. You don't care if it was 70 to, to 28. It's your Bills won. And I, that's yeah, how it, it is with Just League Dark with me. I don't have any connection with any of the book, any of the characters. So when people are like, oh, man, Nanda Parbot went down, I'm like, I, I don't care. Who's that? My, my <laughs> lost aunt? I don't even know. Yeah. That, that's, Next time that's we DC see Nanda Parbat, it'll be fine anyway. So Yeah, really. That's DC talk. But, you know, I have that. And sometimes uh, this goes with a lot of other comics. It kind of goes with, say, the X-Men, where we're we're reading that, you know, the uh, Rosenberg uh, uncanny X-Men. I don't have any connection with these characters. And he wasn't giving me that connection either. I did like Club. That's all I liked. I had a connection with him, but nobody else. And so that is a problem where, uh, you know, a writer doesn't give you that connection but there's also other books that just aren't for you 
there aren't for me. You know, we talked about, you know, Magnificent Miss Marvel. I'm sure there's some people like, man, why are they talking about that book? I never liked it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's I have, books I can acknowledge are, are, are good, good put together you don't titles have that, that I just don't enjoy. I think yeah. Just League Dark over at DC is a good book. It has great art. Uh, big things are happening. I just don't have the connection with it. And yeah, nine six average. I could say a lot, a lot for indie titles. Like a lot of indie titles, I acknowledge probably yeah. are very well put together things. I'm yeah, just they're not just interested not in the concept of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Last week on the roundup, the top Marvel book review by a minimum of three reviewers was a tie between Runaways number twenty two and War of the Realm six, an average of nine one. Do you boys agree? I haven't been reading this Runaways. Uh, yeah, the I original Brian K. Vaughn when he started. Boy, that book is so good. I've not read any of this volume, you know, that's going on now and coming to an end of Runaways. I I think Runaways is one of those things. You you end up getting books that are kind of like, you know, cult favorites where you are going to have people are going to be like, man, I I have to rate it higher because nobody's reviewing it. I'm not saying that's one of them. It may be, though. War of the Realms, though, it's also, I I have to say, a lot of these places, podcasts, you know, I hate to to talk trash. A lot of people fake the funk, where if it's the end of an event, I don't care what event it is. It could be the end of the serial wars. Uh, Captain Crunch just went, uh, <laughs> you know, and attacked the uh, Keebler elves. And they'll be like, oh, man, it's the last. Oh, I give it a, a, a 18 out of 10. They'll go above because they're just doing that. I don't go by the the average no. reviews. What I go by is the amount of reviews. That really tells you a story. Because how popular when, it is. Yeah. yeah, how popular it is, but also tells you there's some people, some sites, some podcasts, they won't talk about something they don't like. So if they don't like it, they just don't review it. So you have books that have two reviews. And yeah, those two reviews might be nine fives, but there's something wonky going on that it only has two reviews. But that would make just League Dark, the best book from all the companies for the week. Do you agree? No. And be honest, what is your favorite book from that <laughs> week? All companies involved. I said, I even just like The Flash more over there. I like War of the Realms probably is my favorite book of the week. I, I did think that that was a great ending to, you know, the whole event and things like that. But, you know, did Invaders come out this week? Because if it did, I'm, I'm going to marry it again. But that no. didn't come out. So Neither yeah, of our War books were taken by. It was... Yeah, yeah, I'm going more of the realms. I, I know it's go. not I, your I favorite. I like Wolverine Exit Wounds. That was the one I read yeah. so far because I haven't gotten through everything yet that I've liked the most. And I, even yeah, we were going to talk about that tonight, and we decided not to. Uh, we decided not to talk about it the last second. I did look at that art in that third story. Oh my, that that Isn't art crazy? was crazy. Oh, oh it's boy. crazy. All right, and last yep. but not least, Immortal Hulk is ranked. As the overall top ongoing right now with a roundup with a score nine three, followed by Sabrina the Teenage Witch with a nine one. I read the first issue of that and loved it. And Little Bird with a nine one that I do hear people talking about that as well. And third place is Hawkman with a nine. Do you agree with the roundup and think Hulk and Hawkman are the top ongoings at each company? I do not. I think that people got on board with that Hawkman and just kind of went crazy with these reviews. And Hulk is good. I do think and, and people may kill me. I'm not saying it's not good. I do think it's I I think both those books are a little bit overrated. I mean, any any book that yeah. is a 9-3 overall, it's just these nonsense 10s that people give. The 10 is a perfect score. Yeah, the I rounds. mean, these are things like this week, I bet you we could go to Comic Book Roundup and count, and there's probably... 50 10 out of 10s these are what these reviewers think are the greatest books of all time when when i'm reading and i see that you know somebody gives the terrifics over at a fantastic four knockoff that dc is doing gives it a a perfect score 
please. That's crazy. Yeah. Now you get me mad, Brett. It, it's, you. If if you listen to, you know, what some of the websites said, every week is the next golden week of yeah, comics. Every week. And, and it's it a golden age of comics. I said to Eric the that. other day, we're at yeah. work and I'm looking at these reviews. I said, Eric, you, you start rejoicing. We're in the golden age of comics right now. Everything's perfect. And again, that's why I hope when we when we came yeah. over to do this podcast, yes, we do kind of only talk about most books that we do like, but we don't think they're perfect. You know, I liked no, Amazing Spider-Man this week. My liking it means it's a 7-5. My liking it doesn't mean a 10 perfect score. That That's just nonsense. And you have nowhere to go from there. And that's where I, I try to talk to people. I've even talked to Brett about this because, you know, when we wanted to get these review copies, there was talk, you know, oh, maybe we should do this, this, and the other thing. I'm like, if we're going to get the copies, we have to be honest because we're going to be honest yeah. once we get them. If they're not going to give them to us, we're not. If they are, I don't want them taking them away in three weeks because we're honest. That's nonsense. I know. Uh, yeah. But I, I said to them. Because they expect one thing and, and we do yeah, something Yeah, and I else. said to them, this is the thing about all this is if you're listening to this podcast, God bless you that you can listen to us drone on this nonsense. <laughs> but if you are, if I come out and say, or Brandon does, or Aaron, and we say, oh my God, I'm going to give this a 9.8. All of a sudden, I think that we've gotten, a, you know, we've had 92 episodes that people have listened to. You will realize then that we're really behind that book. You will realize that, oh, my God, Brandon's giving a, I mean, really, Brandon's giving a nine? <laughs> oh, my. What is it? Yeah, Raining right. cats and dogs? But no, when, when you end up having that, I hope that that makes, you know, makes it mean something. If we really like a book and say nine five, I hope that you're like, man, you know what? I, I do like stuff that Brandon likes and I don't like stuff. So if he likes this so much, maybe I'll go and try that book. Maybe it's something you haven't read. But yeah, I, I just think honesty is the best policy, as they say. And I think that goes with everything in life, but especially reviews. You, you can't fake the funk because people see through that. And then, the you know, it pretty much tune you out. How many tens yeah. out of tens? We, me and you, everybody kind of in the slack as well. You know, there are certain reviewers that we point out. You know, there's guys that have, guys and gals, that have 210 reviews and their average score is a 9.9. Nine. And yeah. you're like, what the hell's going on now? Uh, personally, I have, uh, I think I'm at like 2,500 reviews, something like that, written reviews for either the DC or the Marvel there. My overall average is a 7.4. That's not a bad yeah. overall average. That's not negative. No. It is negative, and that's the problem. That it makes this landscape where creators start thinking that a seven is negative. No, no, that that's a fine issue. It's just you know has some issues. Uh, but there's that. There's a little soapbox there. Uh, here we go. Hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. The only yes. thing we didn't have was the piano music. We needed the yes. piano music there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen here. When you're reviewing a comic, you have to do it from the heart. And yes, please be honest to, with the be with honest great with the readers. Power comes great the responsibility, people. Honestly, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Look at your yourself in the mirror and say, "How did I get this old? What happened, Jim? Well, yeah. you used to be a young whippersnapper. You used to play hockey all the from? time. Why aren't you playing hockey anymore?" Ah uh, yes, but yeah, that's stay classy, gents. My overall's a seven. That's I'm not super yeah. positive. I so guess there right? you go. But that's seven. <laughs> yeah, well, people would yeah. think that's negative, but no, because you like some things, you don't like. So you, you can't give tens to everything. But we're no. gonna go off now. It's funny. We're gonna go off. I wish that the next book we're talking about, I could give a ten, uh, because then I just go <laughs> against my deal. But it is a book we like, and we'll go right to that. All right, and the final book tonight is Superior Spider-Man number eight. 
I'm tired from being on that soapbox, yelling and screaming. I, I gotta <laughs> get get uh, you know. I gotta get some energy here. Uh, written by Christos Gage, penciled by Land Medina, inks by Cam Smith, colors by Andy Troy and Eric Arcianega, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. We're gonna go right into this basically in a little blurb of my own. You have Superior Spider-Man teaming up with the West Coast Avengers, uh, going off to New York and fighting with the Fantastic Four, and say you know, and going start, through yeah. some things. So you're having this going on and really why we loved even this, you know, tie in crossover type deal is the idea. We do like Gwenpool. She's in here a little teeny bit. I wish she was in it a little more. But the big thing is Superior Spider-Man and Otto being just a pompous jerk to everybody that yeah. he gets around. And, and basically that just continues where he thinks he, he knows does a everything. Zach Morris time out here at one point to just yeah. get a few minutes with Reed. Yeah, because he wants to talk to Reed and he ends up, you know, they're in the middle of fighting and the fighting is never ending. It just keeps going and going and going. So as they're, they're fighting, he ends up phasing some of these frost giants out because they're in New York. So it's frost giant territory and he ends up phasing them out and he says it's only for a couple minutes. And I did think it was funny because he phases them out. And then in that couple minutes, he needs to talk to Reed. Everybody else wants to say something. And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, you, you really mean nothing to me. You go out of here. <laughs> West Coast Avengers over there. Yeah, they're nothing to me either. You know, I need to talk to Reed. And I like where Sue just steps up and is like, you got five minutes, Dr. Octavius. We'll hold the fort that long. And he's like, you have my gratitude because it's Johnny who's like, Hey, you know, what's going on there, pal? And he's like, do as you risk, Stripe Bling. It's only Richards I require. The rest of you are inconsequential. <laughs> and it's such a good <laughs> auto line. Um, but yeah, he, he talks about the whole idea and how he wants to end the War of the Realms. Now, we've already been told by Gwenpool, that ain't the rules of a tie-in. You you can't no. end the War you, of the Realms. You can't and now, take the initiative and end this tie-in yeah. or this and crossover now I wish, event. And it's funny, too, because you have Gwenpool, and where I get a little wonky with Gwenpool is, and, and I love Gwenpool, but where I get wonky is the idea that, yes, yeah, she's from another universe, that she's a comic fan, she knows what's going on. But what time frame does that involve? Because she is here now and has been here. So the idea, it, it gets a little wonky when she's like, you know, Jason Aaron this and, you know, he'll do that. Kind of like a Deadpool then. Yeah. I, I, it does get a little more wonky for me. But she's telling the rules with this while, you know, Otto says that we know how these, you know, the War of the Realms, we know how Malekith and his troops are going back and forth. There's the Black Bifrost. I'm telling you, I thought that I'd never say that name again. But here we are, Black Bifrost. <laughs> and he's like, you know, we have our own, you know, the Rainbow Bridge shattered, da, da, da. We got to get this. But I have my own bridge, you know, America. And and she's still, she, I know that, it, I like how Christos Gage plays it off as she likes to be important. You know, she's cool. She's got a cool power. Uh, but she does not like getting ordered uh, no. from Otto. And Otto, Otto, especially. Otto cannot back off with this he's you know no hey, you're gonna he's, do he's this bossing everybody yeah it, yeah his his lackeys what does he call the west coast avengers at well, one he, point, he, everyone he, at the one point he just says it. they are inconsequential as well and then lackeys and yeah he ends up and with this he even says he's talking up to reed about america and says i have my own teleporter miss america chavez though she's woefully inadequate when it comes to magic <laughs> 
And he, this isn't him being a jerk. It's him being no. him. He's just totally to him, unfiltered and honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is just being completely. He is not going to fake the funk and give an issue a 10 out of 10. He no. auto would be very mean to people, but he, you know, yes. and she's just like every they, word they you said. I want to punch you. Science language, all yeah, really. Nilly. He has a big yeah. problem with. Oh that. yeah, he doesn't like that. But yeah, America <laughs> wants to punch him in the face, and they're just trying to figure all this out. They figure out the Bifrost energy in scientific terms because at one point I love the between because Reed Reed is the nice version of auto. You know what I mean? Because Reed says, "I confess, magic. I confess is a." It, and then you know auto offensive i quite agree they both hate magic <laughs> and he's like there you have it but he's like all right you know we're gonna go we're gonna go to these asgardian worlds we're gonna win this we're gonna do this and i love too where it's just auto he thinks that everybody should just fall in line behind him and yep. just fall in line and be excited about it you do have gwenpool saying whoa 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 listen this guy here, he can't accept the place in the crossover hierarchy. You know, at some point, we're all in a tie-in. You shouldn't take it personally. And she even points out later, it's like she knows that Otto's mad, even to the point where you're in the, in the big event, you're nothing. And that, yeah. I know that kills you're, you. You're you you might not even story, be mentioned. Relax. And uh, though I do like it, though, is that Otto kind of does kind of break down a wall here and, and kind of is what he's going cuckoo with his finger. <laughs> that did not seem like Otto. It was kind of funny. Ignore this woman. She's quite mad. And he's doing the cuckoo deal. And yeah. They're going to go off, and he says to me, or he says, to me, my West Coast Avengers. And yeah, you have Kid Omega. He's like, that's pretty cool. They end up making the portal where they go through. They end up in Svartenheim, and, you know, they're fighting dinosaurs and things like this, this nonsense. And they're like, you know, we need to go to the Frost Giant realm. Why did you take us here? America's having problems. She ends up opening another portal. You end up going, and it, it starts to feel, it starts to feel a little like a parody a little at, at this point where now you're jumping in between books you're going into the whole deal uh with the team that went and got thor that includes you know wolverine spider-man uh, captain america luke cage and iron fist they haven't gotten thor yet but this is where spider-man and Otto kind of have a little together time and spidey has to you know tell him that you know no one's asking you to save the universe you're not the big guy here we're getting thor and even you have and he's like thor that bumbling idiot and that's what glenn pulls well it is a thor event so he's going to be important uh but he says go back home go back home and save people uh you know that's what you need to do you need to save you know even if it's one person that one person will think you're yeah and he says that one person that you save they'll think you're a hero he, he doesn't like that. He He's still just completely angry. He's yelling. He thinks that he's more important. And that's where Gwenpool comes over and tells him, like you said, says, listen, big guy, you're not that important in this story. This is how these things work out. You know, you, in this war, all you have to do is save one guy. And the most important person it will be you to that person. And they do get back into a portal, go back there in frost giant land again. A family's about to get killed and eaten by a frost giant. And they are saved by the West Coast Avengers with auto. And this is the auto where when Anna had told him to go back out and help with the cleanup. Remember when he was helping people and he 
funny yep. sitting with that little kid and stuff. To me, that's this like there are these little inklings of Otto learning what it is to be a hero, not just saving the universe, but being a hero. And this right. is another one of them. He goes yeah, and saves it's, it's, a family. I like them. And, I like these yeah, moments. And she's like on. this lady's there, the uh, father and mother. And they're like, oh, my God. Thank you. You know, if you weren't here, we would have died. Oh, my God. Thank you. And he says, Madam, it was an honor. And that was a pretty good moment again. But they're like, oh, no, there's more of them. They're all coming. And he's like, hey, you guys, you get back to where you have to go. Get to shelter. Go get safe. We'll take care of this. And then you end up having, you know, Avengers assemble. He ends. And it, it, again, this is it, it to me it's supposed to be a big moment where now to uh auto they're not just the silly west coast avengers and he did mention that last issue where he's like really i gotta get stuck with these reality jerks these guys in a reality show the west coast avengers and he at this point when he yells avengers assemble i think that that's supposed to show you that he's accepting them as being pretty good heroes as well though not as good as him he'd never accept that he'd never say that at all but i liked it and then it says next emma returns and we'll go back to our you know regularly scheduled program it seems now that we're out of the war of the realms but i like this this is one of my favorite you know two issue deals of tying into the war of the realms i thought that christos gage writes a really good superior spider-man obviously but he also writes a good fantastic four a good west coast avengers a good gwenpool so i I liked all that i thought the art was pretty good you have a lot of characters in this you get a pretty good bang for your buck and um i like the west coast avengers book um you know kelly thompson's book obviously it didn't sell well and it got canceled i kind of miss it when i see this because i do like and it's weird too it's like i can't tell you that kid omega is my favorite character of all time uh but i do like gwenpool i do like the bits where hawkeye just shows up and and there's so much dissing the west coast avengers in this we're like hey hawkeye what's been going on you know i thought you were dead or something or just you know he's like i've been in this west coast avengers all this time you you haven't heard and he, he gets so upset but i i did like this uh with that I'm going to say, I because I think that this was my favorite book that we talked about tonight, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 8-5. I'm going to be pretty positive with this. Yeah, it's a tie into the War of the Realms. If that's not your thing, then you could just avoid this completely. But I think you'll be missing out on a pretty good moment with Peter and Otto. Uh, you know, and that maybe that should have been bigger, maybe because of what it is, but it was good. I like Gwenpool in this. And I like, again, I like when you see this little bit of Otto being a hero, not just a guy who's, you know, thinks he's so smart and he could save everybody. But I like the hero aspect that he gets. Uh, if you are a DC uh, reader, it does remind me of the progression that I got when Damien, Damien Wayne, became a character that was just not a jerk, but actually, you know, learned to be a good guy and i actually a little fell deeper in love than with the character yeah. yeah so i really like auto it's one of my favorite characters right now but what would you give it yeah i'd, I'd give it an eight i'm gonna match miss marvel because i liked him about equally uh you know this one i liked the first issue a little better than the second one but i liked uh again the moments between yeah, gwenpool uh, like finally getting through to doc ock and getting him to understand and yeah and him kind of taking that advice and using it well it was was cool way to wrap up this tie-in issue kind of keep uh keep the through line of the lessons doc ock is learning to to be a hero in san francisco going um you know i enjoy that stuff and i look forward to the next issue of this series this is still probably um 
Uh, I would say my favorite Spider-Man book, just barely, but above uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. Those are the two I'm enjoying the most. Oh, yeah, Symbiote you like. Actually, it's funny because a lot of people are loving Friendly and uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and you actually like Symbiote more than that. But, yeah, this is my favorite Spider-Man book as well. (laughs) Friendly second for me. But, uh, yeah, I really like this, and I like the the difference of the book. You you have Otto, obviously, but I like the way Christos Gage really, you know, writes him and, and shows him, and we're getting a progression. I just hope it last long enough that we can get the progression fully you know fully realized so we'll see but yeah that's the end of the podcast thanks everybody for listening thanks everybody who mailed in uh being dino johnny and uh, brett and uh forgive me for my soapbox uh yelling i'm sitting there i'm thinking i'm yelling way more than we talked about half of these books this week <laughs> like i gotta cut yeah. that out but yeah so everybody thanks a lot uh we'll be back in a couple days this is the uh 4th of july coming up in the states for me and brandon uh so we're actually going to record some things a little earlier because you're going to be off watching fireworks it's not going to affect yes. really when it comes out though it may come out earlier in the day thursday then because we'll have it done by then and maybe i'll just release it early thursday uh but yeah other than that go to our website weird science marvel comics.com check all that out we're on twitter ws marvel comics and again we have a patreon account if you want more talk more books more reviews more extra stuff go over to patreon.com slash weird science there's a bunch of different levels you can check out and check us out there but yeah thanks everybody and we'll talk to you in a couple days